Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to the next team podcast episode 14. Today I am joined by everyone actually. Tarun, Vikas, Pramod and Arjun are all here for the first time in a while I think. But uh this week we are going to be talking mostly about you know the whole ESL situation, European Super League situation. And uh before we get into the episode proper, uh follow us on Instagram at the next team SG. Follow us on Spotify at the Next Team Podcast, and also on YouTube as the Next Team Podcast. So uh, be sure to share this episode because uh, this is kind of like a pretty rare thing where where we dedicate an entire episode to just one topic. So, guys, how are you guys doing? Doing great. Yeah, I can. Someone let out a ex- exasperated sigh. <laughs> that just that was, uh, sums up that sums up yeah. this week. So, uh, okay, before we get into discussion for for people who are like you know Patrick Star who are living under a rock, who have somehow not heard of this drama that unfolded in the past week, uh, about twelve of uh, Europe's biggest clubs broke away from UEFA. and tried to make their own league well they actually did make their own league the league actually existed uh called the European Super League so it was supposed to be this a, a proper league not like a knockout tournament like uh the Champions League but a proper league where you know there'll be a top place team and a bottom place team but filled with quote unquote elite or quote unquote super or quote unquote big clubs so uh there's there was a lot of money that could be made but uh football fans weren't having any of it actually a lot of people who are close to the game former players current players uh were actually not having any of it none of them were supporting it uefa and fifa weren't supporting it obviously and uh, in the end the whole thing collapsed in uh, around about 48 hours the league itself existed properly for around 24 hours so all in all a really it's a really bad situation it was a bad situation um you know it really showed how greedy certain clubs are and um how far and how much these owners see football clubs as a uh, business rather than you know as something that means a lot to communities and football fans so okay so now that we've done that uh short recap or synopsis uh let's cool. go ahead and uh yeah uh why don't we rattle off opinions one by one i'm pretty sure it's all going to be negative uh so okay i'll start i'll say okay uh i <laughs> didn't like the idea uh it was never a good idea i think i first heard of this idea like uh because it's been in the works for a very long time the first time i heard it was probably back in 2015 but the idea itself has been in the works for a long time like something around 12 or 13 years but i didn't like it then and obviously i don't like it now so okay uh next i don't want to put anyone on the spot so just feel free to to rattle up mm. yeah lah so at the end of the day football i know is like what a big part of all of our lives it's like a routine thing like every weekend we hang out with friends and we watch a game and then for me personally it was kind of uh, a bit it was kind of, it affected me a lot because it was kind of like a safe zone for most of us especially during lockdown and during this very difficult pandemic period so to have that almost stripped away was kind of difficult 
and at the end of the day you get you can see how there's a sort of like a capitalist like intrusion into a working man's sport because uh. at the end of the day this is a sport and a and 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 these teams are built by working class people especially for united we are built from like the 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 most poverty stricken areas of manchester and that's how players got players were brought in you know to form like a a sort of community to get through those difficult periods and to have like this sort of intrusion by all these multi billion dollar owners who are just sitting in their farms in Los Angeles and Denver not knowing what football is is quite of annoying. <laughs> and and then the day I really I actually saw something the other day apparently I don't know which of the owners are they put a picture of Glazer FSG and I think I think Cronkey and they actually wrote a caption saying one of them actually asked like a fellow board member which team was their club a uh, which team oh, was Oh yes I've seen that I've seen that I've seen that. He did, oh. he didn't even know which team was like his own was, team right yeah he didn't even know the jersey or things like that and that shows the disconnect between fans the club and actual owners cuz yeah la they as in the americans don't give a toss about soccer so oh. <laughs> <laughs> if it was so, if it was between the glazers and cronky is it between the two of them like it's either glazers or cronky i'm pretty sure it's cronky yeah, yeah it, it has to be cuz glazers go to I, their matches right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Surely the they is, can't see that old Trafford and not know. Cronky. I think. I don't know lah. I think, la. I think yeah, he's probably. only come for like five matches in the last ten years. So yeah. I'm pretty sure it's ten. Yeah. Jesus. Yep. So why didn't anyone, you know, like point him towards Portsmouth and say, "See, Portsmouth FC, that's your club," and then the fans can just take <laughs> take over the club. That's it. Easy. Someone should. As in, as in, no. He was in the stadium while watching the match. Huh? He didn't know which which opposition like A team A or team B. He didn't know oh, which of them no. was. Oh no! Oh, that's worse. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible, lah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my! You got to understand that actually, these these big like multi million dollar owners own like NFL teams, NBA teams, and stuff. Yeah. I don't know why they actually bother mm. with football or soccer if they don't really give. I mean, it's a very good it. business model. Lah. It's a money making machine. Yeah, for them. Really I mean, uh, to be very honest, right? I mean, okay, I have a different perspective. I don't want to. And I, I don't before you guys attack me, okay? So first of all, right? I I believe that the reason why the Premier League is has I mean the Premier League itself has such a high buying power is because of these owners, lah. Okay, I'm not going to support. I'm not going to say it's a very good decision that they made by entering the uh, the Super League. But um, I can understand why they thought it might have been a good idea. I mean, yeah, I mean, with all the points Pramo brought up, them not not knowing anything about their own clubs, but from uh, i mean from just an idealistic point of view i mean you would want to see menu psg menu dortmund week week after week i mean i know we are all about football i mean football should be an equal sport should be played for everyone equally but if you think about it right from at least if you um, let me ask all of you all would you all be willing to watch menu psg menu bayern or liverpool bayern liverpool psg on a weekly basis no. Even though you know, wait, 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 the, hear me no, out. Even no, though, wait, wait, right. even though, okay, even though, even though that you know that other clubs. I mean, let's be honest. Do you watch West Ham Burnley on a weekly basis? You don't, right? I'm, I'm. See, I'm. I'm not. See, I'm not supporting this at all. But I'm just stating a fact. Would you watch? Would you rather watch West Ham Burnley, or would you rather watch Man U PSG? I can understand that, but what they're mm. trying to say is, you play PSG without having any bearing on your position in the league, without promotion, without relegation. Without any out mm-hmm. effect on outcome, and like what Pep says, sport is all about, like Correct. you know, working for yeah. a certain outcome. One, if you don't have yeah, that, yeah. then 
what's mm. the point? No, no, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I'm not saying it's a good idea, but I can see why the American owners thought it might have been a good idea. And th- my point is, at least they were willing to accept their mistake and immediately back out. La. That's that's my point of view. Because I, I believe that they are mm. quite, I mean, as much as all of us ha- are supposed to hate them, I, I, I think that, I, I feel like the the reason why our clubs are able to uh, spend, spend so uh, lavishly on players and I mean on advertising whatever is because of the buying power of these owners and I mean the fact that I mean obviously they they, they backed out the way they did la, but end of the day at least at least um, they are now much aware of what the fans want and they actually understand what kind of connection the fans have with the club and um, I think it's good that they actually did this and they backed out in two days la, and I I would me, say it's more of a I, PR stunt though that they did that. You know, Sorry, more what? It's more of a PR stunt. Like, they just do it to appease. It could... I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, end result is they, it, it, it didn't go through it. That's what you all want, right? End of the day, you want... But it's, it's more of the intentions to do that. that exactly. That I mean, it is bad. No, it is bad. I'm not saying... Yeah, yeah. The thing is, right... As in, they, I should I, I, I shouldn't they, think you should forgive them. Especially from, like, Bravo United fans, right? The Glazers, they took a loan and bought our club. We are, like, what? 400 million or something in debt. Yeah, yeah, we are in debt, so, I know. I mean, okay. Real Madrid are worse than us, like, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> if, if you look at that and look at this, it just accumulates on mistake over mistake. I okay, I don't think you should be. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so uh, <laughs> if you guys are hearing that someone's mic just took a tumble, I don't know who, but uh, mic drop. <laughs> okay, uh, so the point I was gonna make, I've completely lost my train of thought. Oh no. <laughs> okay, uh, so what what were we talking about? Vikas was talking about. Uh, Okay. They are giving a slightly different perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, okay. First of all, Pramod, I remember, uh, I remember Pramod saying something about uh, capitalism being in football and everything. Actually, this mm. w- this was never a fight to keep capitalism out of football. Capitalism is already in every single aspect of football. You yeah. you can mm. buy a you can buy a, you can go to Arsenal's uh, sh- like online shop, <coughs> and you can buy a pink color Arsenal cap. So what does the color pink have to do with Arsenal? It sells. So so it's it's capitalism. The this fight was for the capitalism to not get worse. And uh, there was also another okay, Vikas, Vikas, I know Vikas, you said uh, you should give the owners props for saying you know apologizing and everything and how it makes sense. Not, I, 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 not, I don't think props. I think it's yeah yeah. I mean okay. people want them to be people. Or pe- I think the other fourteen clubs want to impose sanctions or something on these. Yeah six clubs, okay. Right? Uh, I would take uh, that uh, if they learn their if they okay. They, so okay. I mean apologizing. Is I a mean PR stunt. They, okay, we all they know sacked that. Ed Woodward at the end of the day to like. And threw him yeah, I mean, the bus. I mean, so, there were a lot of rumors, like, Apparently, Ed so, Woodward was was against it from the start. Then another guy said that, or oh, no, he was actually part of the plans for the I mean, I don't know who to believe at the end of the day. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think. I guess it's. I guess it's good. Maybe we can have a proper footballing guy as a. He's a technical director. Right? Ultimately, he got sacked, so I'm guessing he was against all the way. But I will also yeah. say that maybe they just did that to like. Yeah, show I don't know, man. Know, I yeah. I don't think Ed Woodward was against it. I I find it very hard to believe. He's a former Same. employee of JP Morgan. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite it's quite difficult. It's more like, oh, you take the hit for us. Like, we will pay mm. you this amount of money. Just or they just the, paid media to post contradicting information so nobody really knows what happened. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so I, I want to like round it back to my point. So I, my point wasn't really going to be based on whether the owners should be applauded for apologizing or whatever. We all know that's 
that's pr stuff right my yeah my, that's definitely pr stuff is, but my point is okay the, fine, you, you, the, sorry, the sorry, owners you, were they knew what they were doing the entire time they knew what um, the they okay there's reliable insider information i don't know if you watched that uh, interview i i don't know what the journalist is called but he gave uh, the nuclear so, war one right yeah, the one was, yeah, yeah. so he, his source was an executive in one of the super league uh, founding clubs so they knew that there was going to be backlash they didn't know that there was going to be this much backlash so they were already yeah. ready for damage control that's number one. number two, mm. these guys or at least this the club that this executive represented was willing to leave the premier league to go for the super league now at the at the surface right it doesn't seem like much but it, that is such a slap in the face to the fans because okay mm. uh, out of the six founding super league clubs three of them are in london chelsea arsenal and tottenham correct now these the fans of these three clubs if they want to okay if they want to watch uh, chelsea versus arsenal in the premier league Okay, a big match. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm not saying Chelsea versus Arsenal. Like uh, Chelsea versus <laughs> Man City. Okay, in the Premier League. Okay. They just need to catch a train, go over to Manchester. Let's say it's a away game. They just need to go over to Manchester, correct? Mm-hmm. But these mm-hmm. guys who are... Let's keep in mind, a lot of them are blue-collar workers. Even though they are in London, a lot of them are blue-collar workers. Chelsea is a very blue-collar club. Eh, is Chelsea a blue-collar club or a white-collar club? I'm not sure. whatever okay, okay. Another, a lot of them working, are working class yeah. ball, so, uh, yeah. so now these guys uh, after covid is over and whatever these guys are expected to travel to barcelona for a for a midweek game and then perth on a weekend and then saudi arabia on the next week okay <laughs> what no, <laughs> okay, that's, that's that's the direction that this is going in yeah, but eventually they will be playing sydney in sydney and like in in i don't know mumbai in one week it's cuz huh? it's a globalized sport right? yeah. i don't know they want big money oh, I, yeah. Yeah. i have no idea about this okay so wait the venues are supposed to be all around the world like that's yeah. the direction they are going in like. yeah, they want to play they want to appeal to the asian fans yeah, the time difference but in terms of the plans that were actually like concrete so these guys were expected to like some of these fans are expected to go to what barcelona what week in week out what if you are playing barcelona one day and uh, one weekend and real madrid the next so if you're a, if you're a quote unquote loyal fan you're expected to travel to barcelona come back spend your week mm-hmm. in england and then go, go back to go back to spain again Like, no, but the thing is right bk they don't care about the the local fans like the london exactly. fans exactly yeah Manchester yeah that's fans. my point because exactly. they can get an american like if they go and play in los angeles let's say tottenham and arsenal play a derby in manchester i think i was talking to arjun about this no one there knows the 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 history behind these two clubs they just go there with their family buy popcorn buy hot dog sit with their family in the <laughs> in the yeah. stands where they where they had with like stuff sticking out of it and then just stay like i don't know sing random songs that to show their support of the club and they probably can earn more money from five people like buying popcorn hot dog and like arsenal merch than one season ticket you know so they can they can definitely make up the money by doing that and and really it's not about the local fans lah so they really don't care so what do you all think no, that okay okay wait, wait, wait. you all should let, let me finish wait, my wait, point I... let me finish my point okay uh, fine 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 i so my point is that these guys never cared about the fans in the first place therefore they sh- they should not be given like this whole thing about um like some of these clubs have taken this stance where they are like oh okay we are sorry and everything and like you know the owners we shouldn't re- we should we shouldn't really forgive the owners for this for example i'm just going to use liverpool's owner okay um mm-hmm. 
we all know um, not we all know but uh Liverpool's owner is uh John John W Henry uh yeah. who's John L Henry after this week but okay some background <laughs> about this guy he he's worth 2.8 billion he owns the Boston Red Sox and he looks like Bill I Gates. used to uh <laughs> yeah he he looks like okay. Bill Gates when nice. I diet yeah. but okay nice observation uh okay so my my point is his whole uh business acumen right, is buying sports teams and making them profitable so he bought Liverpool for 300 million dollars Liverpool is now worth 2 billion dollars mm. in in a space of 10 years actually almost exactly 10 years yeah so that's already a massive increase in worth right like for the for the club itself mm. so mm. why why do you have to go behind the fans back to get more money like at the, end, the club is yeah. already very profitable So the thing about this one more yeah, money the thing about this million dollar like owners is that they just need more lah nothing is enough for if your next yeah, 15 generations like, cannot work compared to if you get money that allows your next 20 generations to not work they will go for 20 yeah, yeah. so and and correct and fsg have received this treatment from liverpool fans before I, a couple of i mean a few weeks ago i was talking about um you know they tried to raise the price to 77 pounds the ticket price at enfield to 77 pounds and at the 77th minute of the next game the whole stadium walked out mm. and that actually cost us the win so these guys <laughs> know that football fans like don't take like bs from anyone right so mm. like then there's really like how greedy do you have to be to go out and and try to go behind the fans once again now i can't speak for other clubs but at liverpool i'm just telling you uh, just to set the scene about how backhanded this whole saga was fsg let klopp know that they are joining the european super league 10 minutes before they made the announcement the players weren't informed and while the whole football world was burning like was up in flames and players like cuz uh, fifa said that players who play in the european super league won't be able to represent their nations in the world cup so players are over here doubting their own future and fsg didn't face and still hasn't faced their staff members as in they haven't gone to talk to clock to any of the players any of the staff they still haven't faced them yet i don't know where john henry is but uh yeah so these guys like because they know that i mean if you if you if you can't bring yourself to face your employees you know you're doing something wrong but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter when you can have a slice of that 3.5 billion dollar pie which is utterly disgusting to me yeah. and i was i i as a person am very as a liverpool supporter am very thankful for what fsg did for the club how does this put you in terms of your stance like i know cuz glaze okay, so, i'm glazers out and then like uh, probably arjun is conquer but i'm i know liverpool fans back your owners a lot right? so does this yeah, turn man, you against I, them or like how how's your i I I think I'm yeah I'm FSG out now. I think the club is big enough that it can sustain itself on its own. Just hope we don't get any owners like Kronky or mm. whatever. I <laughs> so, I think you have got the best ready lah to be fair compared to the rest like in terms of ownership. Yeah yeah so. yeah in terms of ownership we actually we got it good. Yeah. So imagine how you know the other owners <laughs> are. But yeah I'm sorry for for rambling too much. Uh, Arjun and Tarun we haven't heard much from you please. 
Rajan, you want to go first? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, I think most of you guys covered the points pretty well. Yeah. Um, this was about creating a competition that pretty much absolved these clubs of any need for consistent performance, and the whole fact that only five clubs have to qualify on merit just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, the mm. point about the quality of football that Vikas made, like you know, yeah, you know. Who wouldn't want to watch like Barcelona, PSG, then like Real Madrid, Real Madrid, uh, Liverpool, like on a weekly basis? Uh, my point to that would be that with without uh, proper merit to how you qualify for the tournament, I don't know. It just wouldn't feel the same, in my opinion. Like, yeah, there's nothing at stake. And there's also, nothing at stake. Uh, yeah, sorry, I I don't mean to barge it, in again, it, but yeah, those games are those big games are special because they only come around three or four times a year. Yeah, if you're, that's, that's what I was about to say. If you're, I mean, it's it's exactly like um, it's exactly like diamonds, right? If everyone in the world had, you know, ten carats of diamonds to their name, the va- the value of diamonds will plummet. Is is the exact mm. same? So the value of the matches will will plummet. But yeah. yeah, I'm speaking from like wanting to watch like, as a fan, if Real Madrid Barcelona only comes around twice a season, so when it's on, people want to watch it. They don't want to miss it and wait another half a season, right? But if Real Madrid are playing a big club every single week, then why do I have to? Why do I have to be excited for this week's game? I can just wait for next week's game if I miss it, right? Mm-hmm. I hope yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's my that's my yeah. that's my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think ultimately it just comes down to the owner's greed. That has really just caused all this. Not just o- owners' greed, but also greed from UEFA. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't think this is anything new. Like we've seen yeah. UEFA pulling stunts in the yeah. past. And I mean, I mean, it's it's like any sport, like corruption at the highest level is very. It's a very big thing. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I think it's a good thing that they pulled out. But I fully expect we can see something like this in the future mm-hmm. as well. Like. Absolutely. That's, that's just yeah. my, yeah. my I viewpoint. I think for any of our... Yeah. yeah, okay, go on, go on, go on. Bro. Oh, no, no, you finish up. I just wanted to shift okay. the discussion in a certain way. Okay, okay, yeah. One more. So, for, for any of uh, our listeners who who even have the slightest impression that UEFA and FIFA banded together in this um, valiant display of love for football, <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely not the case. It's just UEFA a and FIFA are, are, as guilt, are as greedy as the owners who founded the Super League, they are just angry because they have money to lose. Mm-hmm. That is the only mm. reason why they are so... They were so against the European mm-hmm. Super League. Because you're cutting out the middlemen. Essentially, that's what you're doing. Yeah. And, yeah. and their business will tank. And uh, I don't think they are ready to host uh, West Ham versus Brighton Champions League matches anytime soon. So <laughs> I shouldn't have said West Ham. Maybe another. Actually, club. what do you think would have happened if they went through with the whole idea? Do you think oh. that Premier League would have actually kicked out yes. the six clubs and the respective leagues would have actually kicked okay. out the rest of the clubs? Okay, I, I think they might have been yeah. forced to keep them in because I feel yeah. Out. I don't think okay. Yeah, correct, you sorry, did, you'll just the, devalue the whole league. The Premier League. The Premier League. Yes, I think the Premier League would have uh, eventually. You know, I. I think the Premier League were just making empty threats, but uh, no, even if they remain, right? who, even if they remain, right? Like yeah. United, for example, United won't be playing their strongest team in a league game. We will yeah. be playing our playing our Brunos and our Rashfords all all in the game against PSG yeah. and like I don't know Barcelona or whatever. 
So the Premier League eventually will be devalued, even though we are in it. So I don't see us staying in it anymore. Actually, if you know what I mean. Okay. Uh. Oh. Okay. So. Okay. So I guess what Pramod is saying is that you won't be playing your first eleven anyway. Yeah. You'll be playing players who are so, like, 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 quote un. I would. I mean, I shouldn't say irrelevant, but. Players were so unknown that you know it doesn't even matter. Like you're not. Yeah. It's like watching a man menu uh, youth game, like yeah. under twenty one game or something. So okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a that's a fair point. But okay, I have an uh, I have a, a different perspective to this as well. I mean, it could give um, the other players better opportunity to actually get exposed to higher quality football, and it might actually improve like the you know the bench strength of clubs. But the, the second what team does can that do to be the watching? Force, so watching... It, won't won't that just further the disparity between? The clubs in the yeah, yeah, no, I'm not saying it's a good idea, but I mean, I'm just saying that uh, that may not necessarily be a bad thing, lah. It's a bad That's thing for the rest of the league, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it's a bad thing for. Then the, the other Premier League clubs. will become a stepping stone because every single young player you're playing in the Premier League wants to play in the Super League. Mm. You got to understand mm, that right? the reason why Burnley get so much money from playing United is because a lot of Man U fans watch the match, and since Man U yeah. is the bigger club, a lot of fans end up watching the match, which is televised yeah. all over the world. So if Man U play their youth team, lesser fans are going to watch. Which means lesser TV mm. rights, lesser money. Bernie get less money. Blah blah blah. So it just keeps trickling down. So it yeah. ultimately depends on the strength of the team also, lah. Can I? Mm. Um, does anyone have any points to make? I'm I'm sorry I keep budging in, but uh, I just have a lot to say. I think uh, I I think maybe VK you can t- ask about like or like I generally can maybe put about this whole Americanized model of sport. Lah. What do you all think about uh-huh. changing foot can, football? Can we can we touch direction? on grassroots football first? Oh, sure, I think sure, this is yeah. a good time to. I think this is a good time to talk about grassroots football, like you know the English football pyramid. Mm. Mm-hmm. So okay, so mm-hmm. another one of uh, the ESL's negative effects is that none of this massive um, war chest of money will ever be distributed down the football pyramid to clubs who need it most. There are clubs in League One and League Two who are who are going into for uh, foreclosure isn't the right word, but who are losing money, who are actually shutting down. Um, they are following their players, which is something. When I heard it, it was I couldn't believe it. A, a professional football player getting furloughed. Can you imagine that happening in the Premier League? Mm. Like, so these clubs are so skin for money. They can't even they can't even pay their lifeblood. Their players, like the people who make them money, they can't pay them. So that's how desperate the bottom tier of English football is. And these guys were still greedy enough to go over, and. The importance of grassroots really didn't hit me until I realized. Um, hold up, I just need a Google search first. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but basically, uh, no, yeah, I just want to. I want to get all my facts right. I'm sorry. Uh, just hold on a moment. Okay. So, now if grassroots football didn't exist, we won't even know who Jamie Vardy is today, mm. because he started way at the bottom. So. To those, I mean, there are certain people that are on Twitter and stuff are saying, like, who cares about the bottom tier of English football? But it's that English football pyramid that gave us a player like Jamie Vardy, and he's just like the fastest player that comes to mind. Like, he's the first player that comes to mind, and we all know how integral he was to helping Leicester win the league. So, I I stand by the 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 English football pyramid system and. So yeah, that that was a thing that affected me a lot. I yeah, mm. it made me very angry. Uh, so yeah, yeah, and and I want to believe this is an issue not 
just in England because I'm fairly certain every country is going to have their own sort of pyramid. Kante right? came from the like, f- second tier of French football. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when when you have uh, this certain a few clubs at the top that are hoarding all this money and they're not sending it down to the bottom clubs, it's going to be the same issue in a- any country. Mm-hmm. La. Absolutely. So yes, imagine all the all the players that don't come through the youth system of big clubs and what was going to happen to them? Mm. How are they going to make their name? Yeah. Basically, yes. hard work has no value then. <laughs> Ultimately. Yeah. yeah. And there's no ma- you just have to, there's no yeah, meritocracy like, la, yeah. in yeah. essence. After that, you will just have to prove yourself at one of the youth clubs of one of the 15 teams or 12 mm-hmm. teams or whatever. And and that's super competitive. That's, that's your only way like, up. So, that would just create a monopoly of talent la, because yeah. exactly. the most talented youngsters will naturally sign up to the youth academy of the clubs in the Super League. Super League, correct. Ah, which would basically devalue domestic football across Europe. It would... Mm. Like, the League Cup would be even more rele- irrelevant than it already is. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> the League Cup would be like S-Liga, honestly. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody would to me, it. I think the owners had just no awareness about all these stuff. They, no, they just I, choose I to be ignorant. No, I, I, feel, I, I feel they, they just choose to be ignorant. So, what was the board? Nah, nah. I think, I think they're just, just ignorant. I think it's just, they see money, then they go blind. No, okay, but, but it's not... They are, they are yeah, yeah, that's why I feel questions. they were quite ignorant to all these stuff. Like, they didn't really think... Of the ramifications no, but my, that, but my, that I, I know you made the point about him being aware and uh, him declaring nuclear war etc whatever but I still feel that nuclear war which whichever owner that was had in mind wasn't as big as it actually uh, panned out yeah, and, yeah. and then I think I mean yeah I'm see I'm not see end of the day I might seem like I'm support, I, I'm completely against this idea okay I'm, I'm I am 100% uh, football for all but My, my thing is my, my point is I don't think they were they had any idea like what Pramod mentioned about what football means to people in England yeah. not only in England yeah, but, all across Europe but that argument yes. doesn't fly they can't plead ignorance what was the board doing mm. they literally pay people that know about football so that they can give them reliable information so that the owners yeah. can make good decisions yeah so the boards make see but at the end of the day yeah go on yeah, yeah. No, I see. so but at the end of the day none of them are going to have what the fans yeah, have because you're still an executive yeah. you're still a suit hired by this group of people if you want a proper opinion on what the fans want for the club then you should ask the fans yeah. mm. but I mean it's okay that is a bit difficult yeah. I mean, that, that, that's where the 50 plus yeah, yeah. one comes we in. talked about it last time right yeah. but we can talk about yeah. it later yeah speaking of asking the fans uh, obviously we have to uh, it's like an obligatory thing we need to Um, I'd say congratulate. I mean, uh, give props to the German clubs, uh, the two big German clubs, uh, Bayern Munich and uh, Dortmund, who who knew everything about the Super League, knew the financial benefits, and uh, and they still didn't go into the European Super League. So I have to give props for them. Mm. And you know, uh, uh, coincidentally, they have a fifty plus one uh, ownership model. So. You know, that's a thing for English clubs to think about. Maybe I have actually. That's how it, that's actually, how you give the fans yeah, their voice. Sorry, I actually came across yeah, like a negative of the fifty plus one because if that that uh-huh. means right, like uh, people like the what's that guy, the the guy who owns Man City, what's his name? Sheikh Mansour. Sheikh, Sheikh Mansour. Ah, Sheikh Mansour. Sheikh Mansour. I think all this this state-owned kind of like rich billionaires, right? 
all these people have have lesser like they can only invest a certain amount of money they can't invest as much as they want because fans have more of the sort of say so if you see like clubs like man city and i think chelsea won't have that much investment they can't buy like players for 50 million every season so it kind it, yeah we were talking about the buying power yeah so it will kind of like back, think, yeah. go uh, man city are enjoying this like oh we can buy players as we want kind of thing but if they have the 50 plus one debt will not be like so prevalent in their sort of like Uh, culture really lah. So, although we talk yeah. about fans having all this, all this, unless the fans go, are going to pull money to buy, I don't know, like some some player, this is not going to happen. You need private investment at the end of the day. So, it's not all like roses at the end of the day for 50 plus one. It yeah. comes with a lot of like cons also lah. So, people need to understand. No, that. but if, if there was a system that had absolutely no downsides, then that would be the system that English football would be using. So, I mean, there's, it, it, it's all about what like um it's all about i guess the greater good mm. like at the end of the day do the do the do the pros outweigh the cons you know that's the most simplest way of putting mm. it so you're right so i completely rather have... i completely agree with your point but i think that is more due to the fact that like this problem has has uh, arose due to the fact that we've let capitalism seep in so far into football mm. it's almost too late to fix would you would you like take Uh, like as Liverpool fans Tarun and BK would you like uh, swap the 50 plus one for like uh, ownership from like Sheikh Mansour or one of these rich Saudi billionaires to come in and then he just spends like 100 mil every every season to buy the best players and okay. then become like a Man City but you don't have 50 plus one would that be okay, how so would you all see that okay so for me uh, Tarun I go first uh. yeah so yeah, for sure. me uh, okay so Liverpool is actually 85% um, self um, what do they call it Like self-funding, like mm. self-sufficient. Yeah, self-sufficient. So, um, so for me, it's very easy for me to say, like I can just sit here and say, uh, yeah, we'll take fifty plus one. But I think for a for <laughs> a mid-table team, that would be a much bigger problem because we are we we are such a b- big club. We are bringing so much money, and all the money is being reinvested back into the club. So, it's not like we'll be short of cash, you know. Maybe I mean we we already don't make massive transfers anyway, like we signed. Yeah, no I'm, I'm saying like <laughs> even during the pandemic, you saw how City went and splurged like cash on. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, especially coming from a Liverpool fan whose season has been profited by all these injuries, and you 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 kind of wanted players to come in. I feel like someone like Sheikh mm-hmm. Mansour would have actually solved that problem, but that would mean okay. your fifty plus one won't be there. So I wanted okay. to know I, how we would take that. No, okay, I'd be I'd be lying if I said I won't be frustrated. If we can't go out and buy big players, but if if I had to go through that, knowing that you know, uh, like this fifty plus one model is preventing owners from trying ever trying something like this ever again, then I would I think I would accept it. But yeah. then again, like I say, it's easy for me to say because the club already has so much money. Yeah. La. Mm. Yeah, uh, Tarun, you wanna? No, for me, I okay. Sorry, sorry. I just want to cut in yeah. here. Uh, at least, I I feel like this ownership is inevitable, and it's actually important so that our clubs can actually sustain its growth, lah. Yeah. And I mean, from a completely um, I don't know, like I mean, they have a, a business point of view, lah. It's very important that these big millionaires, as much as we don't like them, they are quite they are quite an important part of our club, lah, because they are the one investing their money in. And I I feel like we as fans and our uh, checks and balances for them, yeah. like we are at least making sure that they 
they are actually they are sort of satisfying um yeah. our needs like in, in, in a way like how we, this whole i mean we thought we because talking about capitalism is like ruining a game all that or like intrusive too intrusive i mean this i think this whole fiasco showed that we as fans still have a lot of power and uh, mm. we still have a lot of say in this matter la mm-hmm. the fact they were that they were able to back out within two days so shows the magnitude of our voice i guess mm-hmm. and i don't think it's come to a point i, I still feel that um it capitalism it still um can be kept at, can be kept to a a healthy rate like as i don't, I, I, don't I, know feel, you, I, I feel i feel like this will be an yeah. unavoidable problem like you will never be a situation where we can keep it like yeah because yeah. and then uh, it's a trade off like essentially yeah because you are colliding two big concepts you're colliding business and sport business as fikas would know has to have no risk because that's the best thing for business sport needs to have the most risk if not teams like leicester would have never won the league things like this cannot come come together in the same same enclosure yeah. once you put these concepts yeah, two yeah. together right there's this huge like like what you say nuclear war so you will never be a, st- a, a situation where or oh, you can keep it under like under a certain level there will always be this mm. debate but it's about how yeah. we handle the thing so okay so for yeah. this um you know we are talking about how uh, capitalism is in football right i yeah i want to like uh drive home this point about how like okay so the football league the english football league so the top tier of english football as we know it started in 1888 okay started with 12 clubs mm-hmm. none of the big six none of the big six even existed mm. yeah <laughs> and these 12 clubs these founding clubs are all clubs that you know preston north and aston villa wolverhampton wanderers blackburn bolton wanderers who i don't know if you guys remember but they actually went uh, like was it were they uh, defunct or something they yeah, won the, they, they, they won the, bust, right? yeah, yeah they won the brink of bankruptcy So West Brom uh, okay so I'm just listing the clubs over. again uh, West Brom Accrington Stanley who are in the bottom tier <laughs> of English football now uh, Everton Burnley Derby County Notts County and Stoke So these are all clubs that everyone knows but in this day and age they are considered quote unquote like small clubs is someone's mic is really go ahead go ahead go ahead <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay yeah so uh yeah i i hope you all understand my point yeah so uh, are you saying that that might end up happening to no, the no, 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 super no. league clubs no. if they went through what it? i'm saying is money has given these uh, top 6 clubs such a high edge that all of these uh clubs like some of them are in the bottom tier we all know stoke is in the second a uh, third tier of english football like all these clubs mm-hmm. who were sort of like the quote unquote founders of the game they are all allowed to sink while because the amount of money that was coming into certain clubs was wasn't regulated the clubs who managed to have such a high monopoly like yeah I, i hope it makes sense i don't know if i'm saying it properly but in the end they end up dominating the league rather than <coughs> these clubs who actually have a much longer history than all of us Yeah lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm. it's that yep. that that opens up a whole new debate right, as to what you can call the big six because teams like Newcastle and Blackburn and Nottingham Forest are actually have won more leagues than some some other clubs. So like, <laughs> it it completely what what is the criteria you say for big six? Like, I I don't know who determines it's money lah. Honestly, exactly. I mean, how how are Spurs yeah, and Arsenal? Spurs I mean, and even Arsenal United that, for that matter. I mean, even United are just not even they're not even a consistent top four club. 
Yeah. In, in that's uh, a truth we have to okay, face. Okay, I think right I now, think right? United can club. sort of is more like Arsenal and no, Spurs. No, I think okay, we are always a big club. We are never, I'm not going to say we are a small club all that, but in recent seasons have we been really performing at that level? Okay, but I think you're I think, I think you're back up there. Like okay, you have much more of a case than Arsenal and Spurs do. Yeah, that that's fair enough, that's yeah. the Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, that, that that's fair lah. I mean these guys it's ridiculous you know so they decide who the who the big six are mm. like see actually the whole big six thing it started with the english media because they wanted to push their games yeah, yeah, yeah. and they they found that yeah. this it started with the top 2 back in like the early 2000s yeah, then it became four, the top 4 and, and then now it's the top big six and i i don't know i guess six is a, a more of an optimal number waiting for the super and it, it, <laughs> sorry waiting for <laughs> the super who <laughs> west ham Yeah, probably. Yeah. West Ham and Leicester. I mean, at at I some mean, point we'll just yeah. gonna end up with like a super twenty or something. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, this is the this is all because of the media telling people that oh, these six clubs are supposedly bigger than the rest of the league, and now these six clubs are thinking, hey, maybe we are too big for the league. Maybe mm. we should break out on our own. Mm. And that's that's going to be one of the reasons why they even consider joining the Super League yeah. in the first place. Another thing I read about was that when the Champions League was first introduced, I don't know when. I think the whenever lah, there was this same backlash that's happening now. And look what Champions League has done for like our viewership and stuff. So my only thing would be if a, if there's if there is a guy if there's a football fan born today, right? To him, all this won't matter. To him, it will be all it will be about the Super League. Him and his friends would watch the Super League every day for the next twenty years if it happens. And that is the yeah, ultimate pull of the audience that they are going for. They are trying to reach this so-called younger audience who apparently have no interest in football, quote or whatever. Okay. So. Okay. Here's the major difference, though. So for Champions League, right? Um, how many? Uh, 32 clubs, right? So there are 32 clubs in the Champions League. 31 of them potentially can't be in the Champions League the next season, except for the winner. The other clubs don't like. It's not a hundred percent chance that they'll be in the Champions League next season. You get what I mean? But For European mm. Super League, all but five of the clubs, so it's about fifteen of the clubs will be there every single season, again and again and again and again and again. So mm. that's my problem with it. Um, I think Pep Guardiola worded it very well when he said that you should be rewarded for winning and punished for losing. Mm. So the current Champions League system, as flawed as it is, as bad as UEFA is, it it follows that you are rewarded for winning and mm. you are. You are punished for losing, but that is in term in terms of silverware success. But in the in the Super League, you you it it also follows the same thing. You are rewarded for winning, but it's financially to the club, which pretty much it it doesn't mean anything to the fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like none of that money is going to the fans' pocket. But if you're if 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 Henderson lifts a trophy, I feel like I'm lifting the trophy with him. Mm. So that's 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 where I draw the line, for me personally. But don't you feel like whenever there's going to be change now, there's going to be like some sort of backlash. So oh. it's all it's all about. I I know lah. This is completely off tangent, but like I'm just saying, when this happened for the Champions League, apparently there was also backlash to why you're creating this new league with all the top whatever clubs. So like, it's all about inertia. Why when you do something, you just want to keep doing it. You don't want to change it. And then like, I feel. Yeah, I mean. We talked about the innovative. I mean, any innovation in football will initially be, uh, I think, will have some negative backlash. Mm-hmm. Right? We talk about we talk about Arsene Wenger's offside rule a couple of weeks back, 
I mean, hmm. I don't think any of us were for that idea, right? Yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we want to really change the game we love, lah. That's the truth, lah. As a as a fan, we don't want to see any because we we feel like we don't want to fix a game that's not broken. That that's our perspective at least. So, um, I I think any I like what Pramod said, lah. Any I think any small change, and I think we'll be talking about it soon. Uh, will definitely have a backlash from fans and. Uh, Okay, I think it's inevitable. Ch- okay, change I'm is only change to... when it's like when A becomes B. But like what I say, if someone is born today, for him he only sees B. He doesn't see A. Then there's no change for him. So okay, yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. I'm I'm gonna disagree with that. Okay. I think change is good, and you're right. And there's gonna be resistance to, to any form of change. There there'll always be a bit of resistance. But this is way too radical. It affects the game way too much. It affects the people who are associated with the game way too much, and especially in the current climate, it's not appropriate at all. And uh, the 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 prime example I can give for this is cricket. Everyone knows that um, mm. uh, uh, cricket used to be super boring because the test format, the longest, the proper format of the game, lasts for five days. So what they did, they introduced the World Cup. They shortened it to one day, and that. at first initially had uh, a bit of resistance but not much because people were actually interested in seeing a shorter form of the game and then a few decades rolled on by and then even one day was way too long so they had the 20 over format like it was 4 hours and today that's the most sex, uh, most financially profitable yeah format of the game most watchable so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the point is that they never They they never changed who could participate in those formats. It Correct, it yeah. it wasn't like only the the best four test teams could play in the in the one days and the mm. best one days could play in the T twenties. Everyone in the not everyone in the ICC but the top clubs were uh, the top countries were invited, right? So that's my to point. To be fair, to be fair, the one day okay. I mean, I know going going to cricket lah, but one day clubs. I mean, one day teams technically only if you're. Uh, of a certain ranking, you can qualify for the World Cup. So th- that's always there, technically. Yeah, you, but you, it's. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's not perfect. It's yeah. not perfect. Uh, but I agree. This ESL is too. I guess it's too elitist, lah. Football is supposed to be a sport that's equal. Wait, so because you say that change mm-hmm. is cool, lah. That means is that what you're trying to say? That a I, change is always good, and we all change, know that. No, okay. I, I know it's cliche, but like change is the only constant, and there's always going to be resistance. <laughs> There, there is mm. always going to be resistance, but you have to make sure you don't change the essence of the game, mm. and you don't affect mm. the people around the game way too much. I think the the cricket is good. I brought up the cricket because Florentino Perez wants to make football shorter. Apparently, ninety minutes is too long, <laughs> which This. which is dumb. <laughs> Imagine watching like three or four quarters of football, having like. Jennifer Lopez performing in the breaks or some nonsense like that. It's like going oh to my god, like the, the Super Bowl. I exactly. Oh, it it brings me up to my original point of American exactly, fans holding yes. popcorn and hot dog and watching Jennifer oh. Lopez and Ed Sheeran dancing in the middle of the freaking field or something. So it's just oh people are going to come watch the watch the or come buy tickets to watch their pop stars. Right? They're not going to watch for Arsenal or Tottenham. Exactly. Or so dude, people watch yeah. the Super Bowl for the commercials, man. Yeah. Like yeah, that's yeah, how do, much yeah, I mean football. I mean, uh, what NFL, the the American one. Yeah. So I think they, they yeah, watch it ahead. just for the commercials. I mean, what do you expect from a country who has a tourist attractions with with uh, a tourist attraction where tourists go just to look at advertisements? You all heard of Times Square? Mm. It's it's literally just advertisements. <laughs> yeah. 
so <laughs> like the <laughs> but i mean we are going to capitalism now and everything yeah no it's good I it's good that you go like, here i think because yeah actually because we because if you if you let it take the if you, if you let it uh have too big of a grip on the game which i think it already has but if you allow them to tighten their grip you're going to become the nfl yeah mm. I, so yeah i think i think that's the end yeah. goal that these people are looking for they, they want to I create guess. this closed league where they live in a vacuum they want their own world cup they want their yeah. own system i think they want their own rules are no they know like fifa you can play no rules right they probably going to do that in their super league <laughs> just no offside no they, they introduce orange cards or some nonsense so you can put like fouls <laughs> they are not red card and not yellow card fouls <laughs> there will be like timeouts timeouts then you can call oh. drs <laughs> strategic time yeah. order then like you know like oh, in the nba no. the the most like the lowest ranked team gets to pick the players first in the draft Imagine yeah, yeah. imagine oh, yeah, that yeah, system correct. works in football. You the, the three relegated teams get to pick like Mbappe over like I don't know some 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 <laughs> other some other top is club. It, is it bad to say that that actually sounds quite interesting? It sounds interesting but <laughs> how would us you know it is actually <laughs> to be fair that's no, but, okay. Pravo I think that's no, a, in, let, that's actually I'll a finish, good, good thing about NBA. I'll, no, I finished my point but how does that reward the best yeah. performing teams? Everyone will just perform yeah, badly yeah, right, to right. get the best players you know if you know what I mean. I mean, you could yeah, theoretically. It's a thing could, in NBA. That is, I would say that I would argue that's more socialist actually. Like, no, then, then, giving, then I would, every I would lose every to... game to get Mbappe, and then next season I would play well, lah, because I already got what I want. Lah. And then the following season it's, you will get. No, but I got, what? I got the best. I guess, one. like after that, I can just hang around. No, I guess, middle. I guess that raises the standards. Ah, that that raises the standards also. But to be fair, if you won that, I'm correct. I'm not too sure. If you won the previous year, I I still think you can get to keep your players. This only for the college draft itself, right? It just gives you an opportunity to purchase players on from the or, college. Or we can yeah, do so, what? So, they, like a, so like you still play any? So it's still not that. Bad can, I I don't know about cricket lah. I'm pretty sure there's a draft system in cricket. Right? Maybe that will be a better system. I'm not sure, but at the end of the day, it's just no reward for effort. So that's the whole American model. Yeah. You stay where you are. There's mm. no relegation. There's no promotion. You can do whatever you want, and then you still remain at the top, which is nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Ah. Okay. See, BK yeah, talking about change, right? Yeah. I think we can move on to the new format. The new format proposed by you. Okay. Yeah. Can I say something before that? Actually, this has been bugging me ever since I said Stoke City. I, I mm. won't take up much time. Uh, is is just a is just a little uh, trivia. So, uh, Stoke, we all know, was the founding, uh, one of the founding clubs in the football league, right? Eighteen eighty eight. So, was that a good, um, let's say, like a hundred and thirty, hundred and forty years? Yeah. They have never had. A positive goal difference. Wow. Okay. Wow. Huh? Okay. <laughs> How so? Uh, I I okay okay okay. At at surface value, you guys might get misread it. So, uh, they've had positive goal difference in a season, but oh, across the their hundred, oh, yeah, but across their hundred forty year history, their goal difference has never been positive. So in the last hundred forty years, they have genuinely, at all points, considered more goals than, they've scored. It, their 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 goal difference overall has never been above zero. Mm. That that that's just <laughs> I'm not surprised. Uh. It, I mean, like, but <laughs> I I don't I don't even consider them a football club. Either. Oh my god! Yeah, they are more of a rugby club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but uh, they can they can they can rot in league league two or four. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah. But imagine not like. Wait, I, I, I'm actually very confused. Years. Like, what does that show again? I, I, does that show that they are performing much better than what they're supposed to, or like that they? You know, it 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 just shows that their club has pretty much year, been like. in the mud ever since they started. Uh, in yeah. in the in the first season <laughs> of the football league, they finished twelfth. 
that's the stroke we know and love they are 12th in the yeah. championship am i wrong dude the last i saw dude the the radio got invented after the after the football league <laughs> like that's how long these guys have not had a positive goal difference wait they people still have the audacity to say oh messi can he do it in a cold night in stoke or like no but that's that's a meme i mean there's a meme no. <laughs> as in as in they degrade the club so badly but it's kind of like i don't know yeah you're putting uh, just like to put it out there stoke have a negative two goal difference right now yeah oh. see <laughs> yep. they they're never going to make nothing it much out change, nothing much has changed they're never going to make it out man one of us has to become a billionaire and bail them out <laughs> that's that's the only Ooh. chance they have i will okay, okay moving yeah. on yeah go ahead go ahead yeah Let's talk about the new format lah. Okay. So the the new format isn't much better. It's it's just another way to get more TV airtime. So which will increase the revenue for UEFA. They are increasing they are, they are increasing the matches from 125 that's the current system to 225. Uh with effect from 2024. That's that's crazy. Like wait, it's hundred more matches. Yeah, it's it's a hundred more matches. Oh, uh, you mean almost? You mean like okay, co- cumulatively? Okay, fine, fair enough. Uh, yeah, 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 okay, okay, makes sense. Yeah. Is there another way to to see that? Like <laughs> no, as in, because no, because it seems like hundred more matches seems like because you're you're factoring in across all t- for all teams. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Yeah, you get what I mean. Yeah, right? The yeah, whole yeah, tournament will like, have two hundred twenty-five matches. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Which is yeah. nuts. Just seems crazy to me. Yeah, it 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 seems like how will they even. I feel like this is a kind of like a appeasement to the big clubs because this <laughs> kind of <laughs> feels similar to the ESL. Actually there's also, this so yeah go on go on. Go on there's there's this on. rule for I think uh, clubs that don't qualify by the traditional route they can still get in based on their uh, coefficient. UEFA coefficient. Oh, yeah. Which is but basically that system the has same been always thing been as Founders Club uh, mm. like as yeah super Okay yeah, it's right. no I don't think it's as that bad because I actually read up on it a bit it's apparently based on uh your past five season performance of your whole league or something yeah, like that Yeah but yeah, and like should you be judged on your most recent season I mean to like, be fair I mean I don't okay, think, that's true, I don't that's think true your history should be taken into account uh. I mean that's how the premier league has been allocated for champions league spots as well uh. so it's always been there like it's not like it's, it's this no, not but just I mean what across no, the last the, five seasons that's crazy like that like so that Brighton West Ham won't go into champions league you get it so yeah, no one even qualify for no no this this is this club coefficient i actually read up on this this club coefficient is only applies for the last two so right now there are 32 teams in the, in the champions league right so your usual qualification is still there the i think the one and two are somewhat different but the three and four are based on your club coefficient so your additional basically they are expanding the champions league and the additional two um teams which can potentially qualify two of them are based on club coefficients so that's the only difference it's not really oh, okay. that bad of so, a the, so the it's not is, really that the bad thing is yeah. arsenal are 11th on their coefficient which means yeah there's a good chance you get my you guys by getting does does that sound right to you no it doesn't yeah that, that, i guess that's yeah. the I mean, that's the downside yeah. la no ultimately Maybe. the system doesn't work uh, like you like the most reliable way to select teams for the premier european competition is to base it off the 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 most recent season's results are i don't see the point of using coefficients i understand in terms of allocating more places to the premier league uh, be using that coefficient because the premier league is way <coughs> more competitive yeah. and so it makes sense to to give more spots to the premier league but it doesn't make sense to to allow teams that haven't performed well in the most recent season to to be entitled to that spot yeah 
So, mm. so, the, so the, the yeah. Uh, uh, you wanna finish first? Yeah, go on. Yeah, I'm just saying that the, with with the Premier League and like the other top leagues, they have earned their entitlement because the infrastructure of the league has been better put up. So, that entitlement I can understand, but I can't understand like a like a singular club getting and the entitlement because of what they achieved in the past. Yeah. So, uh, so how, am I right in saying they are lowering the overall quality of football in the tournament for financial much? Oh. Okay, um, sorry, okay, wait, uh, I, let me just tell you the badge. So I'm just reading off the UEFA website. So for slots one and two, so slots one, one of the additional places will go to a club ranked third in the championship of the association uh, in fifth position in the UEFA national association ranking. Slot two is for another, another will be awarded to a domestic champion by extending from four to five the number of clubs qualifying via the so-called champions path. So I think if I, okay, from my understanding, I think this means the top. It will be a top five, is it? Oh, domestic champion. I think if I'm not wrong, yeah, I, okay. I'm not too sure about this, but okay, we'll get more information later on. Now this slots three and four is where our club coefficient comes in. So it's awarded to the two clubs with the highest club coefficients that have not qualified automatically for the Champions League stage, but have qualified either for the Champions League qualification phase or the Europa League, the Europa League, uh, Europa Conference League, which is due to start in 2021, 2022 apparently. Oh, okay. okay, so but. So I still think it's not that bad. The three and four, it's it's. I would still argue. Maybe my only the only downside to me, honestly, is the fact that clubs have to play a lot more ma- matches, which means that, like what Pramod said, like maybe perhaps more players be rested. Maybe it's not as interesting the games, and it, it becomes it comes to a point. Maybe I mean we also have to understand the fact that these players are also humans, like It might become humanly impossible for them to sustain. A whole season, yeah, without injuries, you know, it will be very difficult. It'll be a big challenge for managers to actually keep their players fit throughout the season. Yeah, and and actually, managers have spoken out about this already. Uh, I saw Pep asking UEFA and FIFA to make the year four hundred days instead of three sixty five. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> and we, and you know, Klopp talked about it as well. He was quite, uh, he wasn't very supportive of the fact that you know players had to play so much more now. So it's going to be a challenge for everyone, I think. Everyone except the people pocketing the money at UEFA, <laughs> and even even the players have talked out about it. I think Gundogan posted something on Twitter yeah. about the new format. Plus the so whole the whole league system will prevent like a Porto or Benfica from playing Chelsea in the quarterfinals. Because uh, in a league you're you're going to play each other more like more than once. There will never be a one-off game, so yeah. you never have the bottom teams rising to the top. Always be the top few teams. Okay, you never know, lah. I mean, you. As in, it's a league. What? How many okay. times you see like Newcastle sustaining like the top opposition? It would be like there for like yeah. two weeks, and then they would drop back down. You know what I mean? So would, mm. the best few yeah. always monopolize the top positions. So you cannot see like Porto playing Chelsea Not like what we yeah. did this season, because Porto won't yeah, reach I that. Yeah, I agree with that. Because over the course of the the season, I guess, like the best teams mm. will eventually just out qualify the other teams, and then it's just mm. going to be Bayern PSG. Mm. On repeat, yeah. But I mean, to be fair, also these bigger, these smaller clubs get to play these bigger clubs on a more yeah. regular basis. So definitely. they also get they probably definitely raise the game also la. It's not yeah. like it's yeah. a given that they will qualify. I mean, the the it's quite interesting the way they are organizing the competition. So the top eight automatically qualify for the round of sixteen, and then the the teams rank things uh, eight to eight to twenty four. They think they'll uh, sorry, nine to twenty four. They'll actually play against each other in like a playoff fixture. Something like that, and from that they will qualify the round of sixteen. I think to be very honest, okay, I'll be honest. I actually like the league option in this because I feel like I am of the opinion that if you're consistent, you should be rewarded. 
in that's and that's what a league does i feel like cup yeah. if it's your day you go through i mean yeah like pramod said you probably have more of the lesser clubs coming in but the lesser clubs i believe can still come through using a league format i mean yeah we saw it in the premier league maybe not the other leagues or maybe I not i don't as, think so why would they be maybe it cannot happen it may not happen as often but mm. what i would say is i still feel that if you're consistent this is a pure footballing point of view really like if you're consistent you should be rewarded there's nothing wrong in that to in my opinion my only criticism of this whole format is the number of matches maybe in if you're having a league format right there is not there is maybe you can reduce the number of uh, leagues for knockout fixture that's my uh, that's my take on right. it at least that makes sense i i actually think that it is the, the league is actually a sustainable way to it's an innovative way to actually bring the game forward and in terms of opportunity there's still opportunity for everyone to qualify I don't think that it's unfair in any way. In fact, they are even extending the number of places uh, allocated in the whole Champions League. So, that is actually a good way forward for the for football in general. No. My only criticism would be that they should they should structure it such in such a way that I mean, I'm okay if they want to uh like I guess uh, draw the big teams together like maybe you want to see Bayern and PSG play more often than they have been playing over the past few years. But end of the day you should, should you should still make it humanly possible for the players to actually uh sustain the whole season la mm-hmm. and yeah i think that that's something they need to work on i think it will probably get developed over the prob- i don't think it's going to be this this 2024 i think will have a lot of backlash purely because of the number of games the players had to play and i feel that will yeah, come- I, i think that's the thing with the league because if you have to as a player if you have to play in two different full leagues correct over the course of a season there's very it's actually is there really a proper way that you can not burn out yeah yeah it's going to take a lot of fitness correct out. no so okay so i calculated la so like, they have form for additional matches uh, apart from the, like okay now currently you have group group stage matches they play each opponent twice so it's six matches mm-hmm. in the group stage um mm-hmm. for this for this new format they play 10 teams they play 10 teams once so 10 matches instead of so your group stage has 10 matches right now So what I was thinking is if you reduce the number of the, the I mean the second legs for the knockout stage because you're already having a league format there's no need for you to have a second leg but a two legged knockout so, round fixture so they don't so 36 teams they are, are they all on the same league table I mean the, so how do I you have, decide the fixtures then like yeah this and I'm not too sure how they yeah, how they that doesn't make sense really they they haven't they're not very clear on the website the I mean I, I, yeah. yeah that's why I don't think it will work on a european form like the league yeah. format is is definitely more reliable than the like a knockout format because the most consistent teams will qualify but then correct then <laughs> all the teams you cannot get 36 teams to play everybody right yeah. it's not going to be sustainable yeah, yeah it's not sustainable like yeah so yeah, i don't know how they're going to do it that's, like, yeah, a, that's another no, domestic season yeah. 30 yeah. Yeah. yeah correct yeah yeah they're basically playing two two domestic seasons in one we were yeah, but from yeah. what is being seen right now is is it seems as if that uh, teams are going to be allocated different teams to play which means that already creates a unequal kind of feeling right because the mm. entire point of a league is that everybody plays against each other and then whoever mm. comes out top comes yeah. out top so yeah. what i don't okay. i don't know how they're going to structure it, structure it. Like, i mean yeah, they, they plus, not, there's not plus, much clarity yeah. inside okay, the website yeah. yeah is it like possible that oh, oh sorry go on first yeah personally i just feel that the knockout format just adds a lot of spice to the champions league like the unpredictability like things like spurs beating man city in injury time you know their comeback against ax yeah uh, liverpool's comeback against barcelona mm-hmm. like i guess we'll still see it in the league format but then 
the it's going to be less, yeah. less important yeah. it's a different it's a different feel like yes I, i yeah this again the resistance to change thing comes into yeah. play i'm yeah. not saying necessarily it's a bad thing again but okay. it is the truth la. i mean we are not going to be receptive to any change in football like like you know bk was talking about how he, he was a, he was okay, he was for change okay i don't, I don't know if you are for this new format mm-hmm. but um end of the day i think it's very natural for us as football fans to be resistant to change but no. my personal opinion is that this is an interesting format and i i'm just looking i'm just looking for a way for this to work and i think it's i think it's workable actually i, I don't think it's i've always wondered why the, is it how do you get around the fixtures like the different fixtures like i was thinking i was yeah like what i suggested like instead of you're talking about who faces who is it yeah like for me that just kind of defo- defeats the whole purpose okay i guess it's guys, uh, but it comes to the club coefficient again la. like i guess you should mm. you should face So let's say you're play uh, you're facing 10 fixtures you're having 10 fixtures in your group stage right maybe yeah. five you face from your the equal seat because that's how they uh, that's how they apparently determine seats your club coefficient is how they determine the seats lah yeah so maybe you can play five matches which who are your like on par with you and maybe five either below or above you something like that. I don't know depending on what seat you are lah so i mean that's the, that's the way i can think off the top of my head like I mean, i'm i'm not a yeah i'm not a uefa official for for me to okay. I mean, to plan this but this is just a this is an idea which i'm bouncing off like uh, vikas hmm. can i just clarify this uh, yeah. so there's going to be how many teams 36 36 okay 36 Four more teams, teams in the, these yeah. uh, just to confirm all of these 36 teams they're not on the same table right no they are i think i yeah, think it's two different same, tables i think okay so you sorry sorry i was thinking i was thinking there would be So what I was thinking was there would be four tables of nine, and the top two of each go to the quarters and then the semis and then the finals. Oh, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. That's that's basically the, what yeah, they have yeah. now. But then yeah. how do you yeah. determine which nine group stage? Exactly. I don't know. So yeah, so that's why exactly. I was confused. <laughs> this idea doesn't work uh, in my opinion. plus. If you plus another like more it. like. Uh, often the thing if this happened 20 years ago, Mourinho would have never won a treble with Porto, and we would never be seeing his places yeah. today. He wouldn't have become the manager he is now. We always talk about Mourinho, Porto, I mean, treble, all this. This this wouldn't have. Porto would never win the Champions League in the next 20 years if this format was coming to play. So, just it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, that's the thing, lah. You see, you'll always, but you can also have a freak result where it won't be a freak result if it's a league. Actually, I, it could happen. I I still think it could happen. See, yeah, the way it's see, I'm reading the thing. So the top eight teams will advance automatically to round of 16, and between ninth and 24th, they will enter a playoff round, which is what I was talking about. So like players from, I mean, the teams from ninth to 16, then it's no longer against, a league format, uh, right? It's just an extended mm-hmm. version of what we already. It's just had. an extended version, but so, you get, I mean, it's it's the same idea for, I mean, okay, I'm going back to cricket again. You know, you know how World Cup used to be structured, right? Yeah. World Cup used to be structured where you have a group stage and you have your knockout stages and yeah. stuff like that. But now in World Cups, we have the most recent World Cup, which we had. It was a ten-team format where each team plays against each other because you want more of more matches, lah. Mm-hmm. That essentially, yeah, it's like it's more like a league format rather than anything else, lah. But the and comparison here does it really work? Because now it's thirty-six teams. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a much bigger scale. No, I'm just saying the rationale for doing this, lah. They probably want to have more matches like, against the clubs. It makes sense for the World Cup, uh, the cricket World Cup, because it's just ten teams, so it's still mm. manageable. But then thirty-six teams. And yeah, it's it's a bit far fetched, lah. I I'm I'm very curious to see how they'll make it work. How do you schedule for the me, TV, I, TV timings? How do you like? Yeah, I have no idea how they're going to do it. In my opinion, it's just uh, it's just yeah. I think it's too it's too much to ask of the players. Mm. It's too much to ask of the clubs to commit this amount of this amount of fixtures in in a in a like a season is is just it's crazy and to a certain extent unethical. 
Because yeah. like you are really sacrificing yeah, yeah. the players. And eventually, what's going to happen is that the quality of the fixtures will go down because all the players will just keep getting injured and it's just going to become like a, like an attritional like, deficit uh, like in terms mm-hmm. of the talent that actually play. And mm. this whole thing just seems like a very hastily put together idea to oppose the ESL. Like it's very clear that not much thought <laughs> has gone into this. Uh. The fact that yeah. we can pick out so many loopholes. Uh, I mean, like like yeah, true, true. logical deficiencies yeah. in this plan, right? Just shows how little thought they put into it. The, the only thing they but, thought of is next. But that's the thing. I don't think everything. it was just put together to yeah. oppose the ESL. If I'm not wrong, it's been in the works for a long time. Yeah, yeah but like I, okay, I, that, maybe, that is, okay, perhaps okay, that. maybe it's still what three more years. Yeah, I think they. I don't think okay. I, I mean, we criticize UEFA. I'm pretty sure they thought this through. I, I don't think it's... I, I know their logical deficiency. Maybe, maybe they're purposely withholding some information which is still under 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 debate, under talks. Mm. We don't know. But this is just the preliminary information they released. La. And uh, based on that, yeah, I mean, there are, there are definitely questions that need to be answered. And I think we will get the answer soon. Mm-hmm. But I'm of the opinion that this is a... I, I'm slightly different from uh, Arjun. I, I think that this might work. Just needs to... It needs to be more sustainable in the in the sense that there needs to be lesser fixture. Let me. I mm. I still feel that a league format could work if you have just as number of just the the same number of fixtures as they do in the current format, in terms of total number of fixtures, then it will be more sustainable. Uh, so that yeah, that's the that's my point, lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Ah, this whole thing. Okay, so uh, I just wanna, you know, because we are talking about. Uh, football and you know like the possibilities of um, like when we are talking about this whole ESL thing we have to bring forward every single idea and opinion not every single but the the big ones so there's actually um, hear me out so on Twitter there's this whole tinfoil head conspiracy group going around saying that the whole ESL uh, quote unquote coup was only staged because UEFA wanted rest, less resistance in bringing in this new format which makes a makes a <laughs> makes makes sense but uh for some reason I really don't think that's the case but but there, there is a vocal majority who there a vocal minority who believes in that in, in that particular as in, as in you mean you mean like UEFA told uh the big clubs yeah. to like oh do yeah. this so stage this and then yeah. oh that's quite smart yeah. actually I mean, no. But then so many people have I mean, lost their jobs. Yeah. So many yeah. plus, yeah. plus, there's contracts signed. What they have paid money, right? I don't think money is involved. The UEFA president called the Juventus chairman a snake, la. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's not staged. But yeah, <laughs> yeah conspiracy theories are just, good for. If it's staged, I, I mean, uh, I'd be very surprised, lah. Yeah. Do, don't shoot the messenger. Twitter is not really known for, you know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the the com the average IQ of that platform is like five, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just putting it out there. I'm just saying that there are people who actually think this. No, th- so, there's another yeah. one what, that says like how Madrid staged this whole thing to get money from all the other clubs because each club paid 50 million, right? Oh, yeah. So now oh, they yeah. have like 50 times what level in their bank, <laughs> just lying there. Uh, no, first of all, right, apparently Fernando Perez says it's a binding. Yeah, contract, so they already paid the money. Leave. So they just keep. They're the going to probably pay a high termination fee. Like there's def- there's definitely going to be repercussions for these clubs who. I think they probably put pen to paper, yeah. And or even a, or even a, even if it's an oral agreement, it, it can te- it can definitely stand like it's still a binding it's still a binding contract. So if I think these clubs are going to be financially hit either way, la. Yeah. Like it's going to be a it's going to be a pretty hard hit in my opinion. Mm. 
I'm I'm more worried for clubs like AC Milan who are just finding their feet again and I really think mm, a, yep. like a 50 million deficit is is going to be bad. <laughs> they they're going to have to go back to playing uh, yeah. Borini as their main striker. <laughs> for a club like Man City you won't affect that so much they yeah. bought like Danilo. So like, I feel the yeah. English big six are fine. Yeah. The they they're probably raiding their super team of lawyers now. <laughs> yeah. Like, to, to oh yeah. To get them out of this. Actually I I'm only really concerned for the Italian clubs, Bar Juventus. Like uh, yeah, Inter even Inter Milan are in a very yeah. bad place financially now because I think their their team in the Chinese Super League got bankrupt. Yeah, I think we talked about that. <laughs> that was very yeah. yeah, and so now they they might actually have to sell a few players. Like you know uh, Hakimi, right? They still haven't paid Real Madrid like the transfer fee. Oof, yeah. I'm not wrong. That's a, that's yeah, so like they are like they are like defaulting on payments. Uh. Oh no. <laughs> That's yeah. That's a very that's messy bad. place to be, you know. Oh Plus, no! But then I will flip the question and ask: Do Real Madrid really want to push this or not? Because if they do this, ah, uh, their relationship with these clubs are pretty much yeah. The, but the thing is, they are one true. billion in debt, so they need money, and they have no other way to do it other than to yeah. extort yeah, all but these clubs. This might this might like like punish them in the long term, ah, uh, because like no nobody will want to do, do business, business with them, them or like trust them, because it's like. It's very mercenary, uh, like. But but Perez uh, is known for this one. The whole Galacticos era, buying Beckham, buying Kaká, buying all these players, and then coming into twenty twenty one. Yeah, but now that they're in debt, can they do that? Yeah, that's why. That's why he's known for making this like so so called revolutionary. Whether it's good revolutionary or bad revolution, we don't know lah. Galacticos, I I think most of you all yeah. consider it to be one of the best moves, but I don't know. But this one is clearly the opposite side of the spectrum. So at the end of the day, he he just tried this like like he was basically Thanos. He tried to like. Control the world. <laughs> he tried to snap, and then he he failed. Lah. We we basically go back yeah. to the first first movie. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He was he was wearing a rubber glove. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, this episode has is already quite long. Uh, I wanna I wanna keep it moving a bit. If by some miracle you've listen to this point and you're waiting for shouts from the stands <laughs> uh the stands were actually empty this week because all of you were outside the stadium protesting the ESL which is just a <laughs> is, which is just a very very sugar coated way of saying that we really got we got no submissions this week <laughs> but but we still it's okay we still but we still appreciate you because it's your yeah. actions that made this super league thing fail so that's the biggest yeah. W of <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. That's a good segue. I will start with the dub of the week. Really, not many dubs to give up, but uh, I think the entire football community in general, anyone who is not associated with the business side of any football club, and your football fan, mm. um, for maybe I, the German clubs. Uh. Yeah, and and the German clubs. Mm. Everyone who was against the ESL, yeah. biggest dub of the week. Mm. Yeah, I think I think another dub could be Watford. Uh. They just got promoted. Yes, Troy Dini back. That's when they're going to sack them. That's a sorry. That's a lower. I wonder when they're going to sack their manager. You you just have to wait for like maybe what the twelfth game next season. Yeah, the twelfth. Then they'll game. bring in some obscure Spanish manager <laughs> that that was managing some mid-table Spanish club. Yeah, <laughs> and then they'll sack him the next season when they get relegated again. <laughs> and then they'll bring back the the Flores guy again for oh, the, yeah. the, the the trilogy. Yeah. Uh. Oh, <laughs> trilogy. Uh, Watford and their managers, man. It's, okay. it's good but that we Watford end on a, getting... a slightly upbeat note, because uh, clearly the week has yeah. been <laughs> a madness. Yeah, really. 
uh yeah so watford getting promoted is sort of like the footnote for is the lower case dub of the week and <laughs> obviously l of the week goes to everyone who was involved in the esl i think perez uh, uh, he has to have the l pe- pe- perez, perez is, is the, the biggest one biggest l uh, you never know i mean maybe he's, maybe he's getting a lot of money from the termination of the contracts uh. you never yeah. i i really think he's going to pocket a lot uh. I, I used to think Seb Blatter is the biggest fraud in football. But why does the money go to him though? Is it because they organize? He's, he's, he's the he's the president. He's the, owner he's the president of the ESL, right? No, no, he's the president of ESL. Oh yeah, no, plus he's the yeah. owner. Yeah. Yeah. So, so oh, I think he's the chairman. He's the chairman. So I think he does get the, honestly. He's, he's part of the contract, right? And with that being said, all of the big six like Glazers, uh, Kronke, all these like Henry, they all also vice chairmen of the ESL, which is why this whole thing is a like a massive fraudulent like scam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm saying like Perez can can pocket however much money. I really don't care. Anyone who comes out and says that they'll simply make their own World Cup is should not be trusted. Has has <laughs> seriously? Honestly, he was he was just move. He he said some of the most outrageous things I heard. Uh, yeah, Delhi. yeah. He said there were only forty people protesting outside Stamford Bridge when it was clearly like three hundred. Ima- imagine the World Cup without like for England squad. Like imagine like I don't know Pope, uh, Mings, Watt, Prowse, and Lingard being the main four striker, main four like spine of the team. That would be like, oh my god! It's interesting. <laughs> Bamford would be the number nine. Uh. Bamford, Lingard, uh, and what I don't know. Maybe they bring Vardy. Vardy will be there. Yeah, there's there's uh. still a pretty good team. It is a still a very good team. Decent as decent. Yeah, he definitely isn't the best. Let's I mean come on. Even with the current squad, you think England are gonna win the win the World Cup <laughs> next year? You never know. Uh, Kane will get the golden boot, but then they'll get knocked out in the quarters. Yeah, just a classic English, yeah, yeah. classic English showing. Exactly classic English World Cup. So, uh, is there anything else that you all want to say? If not, we can end the episode soon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good point. Okay. Done. So, guys, that's pretty much it. That covers most of our views on the ESL. Um, I guess the best way to close it off. Will be to compare this whole ESL fiasco to the ever given blocking the Suez Canal. The <laughs> obstacle might be gone, but its effects will still be felt throughout the world. Yes. So thank you for Ooh. thank you for. By the way, Suez Canal blockage lasted longer than yes. English clubs <laughs> in the ESL. Yeah. A ship uh, a ship was blowing up on Twitter for longer than the ESL. So <laughs> take that to the bank, Florentino Perez. Thank you for thank you for listening. If you made it this far, uh, we love you. Thank you. We'll see you next week <laughs> in the next episode of the Next Team Podcast. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Ciao guys.